You are listening to a Banzai Retro Club podcast. Language and topics may not always be appropriate for younger listeners. Press 1 for a groovy topic from the 1970s. Press 2 for an awesome topic from the 1980s. Or press 3 for a slamming topic from the 1990s. Please choose now. Too late. We have made your selection for you. Let's start the show. Hey everybody, it is September 20th, 2020. I hope everybody's doing well. Uh, and it's been actually a pretty good day for me. Um, I don't know, do I really want to go into details of what I did today? Oh, what the fuck, what else am I going to talk about? Uh, well, other than essential movie, but we'll get to that. No reason to rush. This is a little bit of the foreplay. Right, this is just getting us warmed up and used to the idea of you listening to me and me talking to the microphone. The microphone that's right in front of me. So I've been actively trying to better myself. Uh, and I, I actually started reading a self-help book called Atomic Habits. Uh, it's by James Clear. And the idea behind reading the book was to kind of find out why I have problems with, you know, I, I have success with losing weight, but then something happens where over the course of whatever time period, I put it all back on. So I've been yo-yoing my, uh, my weight. Uh, for a few years, you know, so I do, I, I get motivated, I get into the zone and I do everything right. But then whatever happens, I, you know, I'll put it all back on. I'll just go back to my old habits. So, um, I have a, a health coach, uh, on one of the weight loss applications that I'm a part of. And she had recommended this book called Atomic Habits and I started reading it and what I'm doing is I'm reading a chapter a day and I'm letting that digest in my brain uh, and trying to apply you know the uh, the lessons you know from that chapter uh, into my my routine and I've discovered that it's not just applicable to my goal of wanting to be healthier or lose weight, but it's also applicable to other avenues in my life. Uh, an example is that usually I'm a little more disorganized than I'd like to be. It's, it, it's actually almost a form of stress for me. And by, and I start avenues like, like I do with weight loss where I start avenues to try to get myself organized. Like for instance, I downloaded, there's a app called Microsoft to do, and it's a way, it's a handy way of being able to keep track of whether you're on your desktop or your mobile phone using the app of keeping track of things that you want to get accomplished. So if something comes up in the middle of the day or whatever, and somebody says, Hey, I need you to do blank, blankety blank. 
if you're like me at work, you have a lot of those things that pop up throughout the day. So by the time you get throughout your day, you've probably forgotten the first one or two or three things that were asked of you in the morning if you didn't get them accomplished that day. So having a, a mechanism to be able to jot down what it is that you need to get done uh, and you know keep tabs on it, I've never been very good about that mechanism. Uh, and maybe a month ago, I started down the avenue of trying to use that app, the Microsoft To-Do app. And, you know, it's one of those things that it just kind of fell through of my uh, my game plan. You know, and for whatever reason, I just didn't keep up, keep, keep on it. Uh, and then after reading the, uh, uh, the Atomic Habits, I've started to realize that I've, you know, the way that I approach things is wrong. Uh, and that's the reason why I'm prone to not keep up with my well-intentioned little bursts of activities. And so it's significant today because I actually spent way more time actually organizing the apps on my phone because it was almost a source of stress for me to have to, you know, go through and go through the various screens on my phone and, um, you know, to find what I'm looking for. Uh, and I, and I, whenever I install like a new application or download a new application, I just let it, wherever it goes, I just let it be. Um, and you know, I, after reading Atomic Habits, I've, you know, at least through chapter two now, you know, I've come to the thought process that I have to start believing that I'm organized and then therefore my habits will follow to be an organized person. Uh, and I didn't realize it was something that was that important to me until I started to kind of analyze myself. So I'm doing a little self-analyzation along with, you know, trying to be healthy, of course. Uh, and so I thought that was that was an interesting little groove that I got on. And I actually spent probably a bit more time putting applications in almost like application buckets or folders uh, to get everything organized. So I got everything on the same screen, but I've got everything classified by a certain type of application. You know, whether it be the social media stuff or whether it be my uh, my home apps that I use to control lighting or my little uh, vacuum robot. You know, those those applications that kind of get installed, uh, you know, when, when you download that kind of thing. Uh, so I put all those together, social media stuff, like I said, all together, the Twitter, the Instagram, TikTok, blah, blah, blah. Um, and yeah, you know, so it was really at the end of the process. And when I got everything to one page where I don't have to scroll through many pages in order to find what I'm looking for. And I even put my voice app, which I use Google voice and I don't use the inherent app on uh, my iPhone as my phone, you know, I've never went through the process of actually putting that icon down at the bottom of tray 
software that, you know, the Google Voice is a primary versus the other one. And I always had to go find the Google Voice in order anytime I wanted to use my phone. So it's very kind of kind of frustrating, you know, but a, a, a source of contention of stress. And I didn't realize it was. But all I'm saying is after the exercise of putting everything together and organizing it, all of a sudden I felt like a sense of accomplishment, you know, today. Uh, there's a couple other things that I did that were productive as well. You know, so I really, I'm coming off of Sunday feeling productive. You know, feeling that I had a productive day and then I still had time to go for a walk. I still had time to uh, edit a few podcasts. Um, and I really, I don't think the only time that I was really kind of chillaxing, relaxing kind of a thing, chilling, um, I got online on Facebook and I was watching a live performance from an artist, a musical artist that I'd never heard of before. Uh, and I did that yesterday and I found it really quite enjoyable. So I did it again today and it was kind of like a just random who's live right now, click into it, start watching their show, start a little bit of interaction on the chat. Um, the one I did yesterday, I actually gave a, uh, you know, I, I put five bucks in the tip bucket for her. Um, the one today, um, I only listened to about three songs, but it was still enjoyable. It was a nice, good way of just having some positive positivity in my, in my day, you know, besides the productivity that I was doing with organizing my apps. I, uh, planted, uh, mums in the backyard uh, and clean the grill. I had to clean the grill. It was a mess, dude. Just it was a complete mess. So that's been my day. That's been my day, and now I have the opportunity to podcast. So here I am. We're going to do this. We're going to get started with what you're tuning in for right now. So let's insert the bumper here. This is a day something podcast. Banzai! 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 Hey, where's the thief? I don't think there's anybody back there. Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters! Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. We're ready to believe you! And knowing is half the battle. It to each other. Party on, dude! Hey, this is Dave, and you are listening to Bonsai Rich Club. Podcast. I really do appreciate you tuning in, downloading, listening to us, and doing all the great things that you do. Uh, you're wonderful. You're a wonderful person. I just wanted you to know that. I'm trying to spread some spread some positive love, and uh, so that's my message to you. You're a wonderful person. So, uh, what we're doing, the essential movie list, is something I found on RottenTomatoes.com. And it's a 140 of their 1980s movies. It was a list that was put together by their, uh, you know, their writing or editorial staff over there. Uh, 
uh, and one of these days, I really, I really am going to reach out to them and a let them know that I'm doing this series on their list, but also because I'm trying to get the the background of the, uh, you know, where all the movies kind of fell in the format of the, uh, you know, of their list. Anyway, besides all that, uh, this is next in the series, and actually, I do need, I don't even have it up. I do have it up. So uh, going backwards from 140, going to number one, we're on number 58. This is Escape from New York, 1981. Usually what I do at the beginning of these things is I'll insert the trailer. I am going to do that here. New York, 1997. The entire city is a walled maximum security prison. The bridges are mined. The rivers are patrolled. And the United States police force has everything under control, they think. I'm going in. John Carpenter's Escape from New York, the high adventure of the future. One man must go in where no man has ever gotten out. And if he comes back alone, his nightmare has just begun. Who are you? John Carpenter's Escape from New York. Heard you were dead. John Carpenter's Escape from New York, the greatest escape of them all, is about to blow the future apart. Now, the other part of the Escape from, or not, the other part of the Essential Movie List is I can't really Google a lot and look up a lot of things, but I can use the blurb that I have in front of me from Rotten Tomatoes. So the movie info basically is, in 1997, a major war between the United States and the Soviet Union is concluding, and the entire island of Manhattan has been converted into a giant maximum security prison. When Air Force One is hijacked and crashes into the island, the president, played by uh, Donald Pleasance, is taken hostage by a group of inmates. Snake Pliskin, who is played by Kurt Russell, a former special forces soldier turned criminal is recruited to retrieve the president in exchange for his own freedom. It's rated R. It's directed by uh, John Carpenter. It's uh, released was uh, July 10th, 1981. It's got a runtime of one hour, 40 minutes. Um, so this is one of those things that was going to be a huge 80s gap for me. And, but... I actually fulfilled this one earlier this year. I actually did make the time to watch Escape from New York. So yes, I have never seen Escape from New York before the year 2020. So uh, I know you're going to be like, what the fuck, Dave? Really? We, we, we tune into you to be kind of our retro person and you haven't seen Escape from New York. Well, here's the deal, guys. Um, I... For whatever reason, I never really got that big into John Carpenter's movies. And it's 
Nothing against John Carpenter. I mean, that was his, you know, I understand his genre was the, uh, I don't know, what would you call his genre? You know, action, sci-fi kind of vibe. Um, but, you know, for whatever reason, it just never really, you know, appealed to me uh, when I was, you know, growing up. And I don't know why. It's just, you know, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things I never really felt the need to go see his stuff. Uh, you also got to remember that when I was younger, I was living in a small podunk little town that basically had just a uh, run-of-the-mill two-theater, uh, two-screen theater. Uh, and so, you know, going to, going to the movies wasn't something that, you know, spent a lot of time on. You know, these movies did eventually come to HBO and Cinemax, but, you know, when they did, it wasn't something that I was rushing to go watch. And I don't know why. I really don't. Uh, you know, it's not that the movies are bad, but for some reason they weren't, you know, my go-to genre. Um, so that's the reason why back in the 80s I hadn't watched this. Now, now let's fast forward. 2020, yes, I did make time to see this, and actually I did enjoy the movie. Um, but, and, and I could see its its place. You know, I could see, you know, how it solidified um, Kurt Russell, you know, in the genre of action flicks. Um, he was kind of badass as Snake. Uh, so I give him credit for that. Uh, and, uh, Harry Dean Stanton did a really great job in this. I believe his character name was Brain. Um, I'm not able to see anything more on this. Well, actually, maybe if I scroll down, I'll be able to see the cast of characters. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, really all I got is uh, Ernest Borgnine as Cabby and Kurt Russell, Donald Pleasance, Isaac Hayes as Duke of New York, and Susan Hubley as Girl in Chalk Full of Nuts. Okay, I don't remember that part. Uh, but anyway, um, and then I know Adrian Barboa. Barbo, how do you say that? How, how the fuck do you say her name? Shit. Barbo. Adrian Barbeau. Uh, I know she was in there too. Um, and I, I just, a lot of the details escaped me. It was like one of those things where I decided that I was going to make time. I wanted to watch this movie uh, so that I didn't have that big 80s gap. Uh, but it was one of those things that, as I do with a lot of these movie watchings, when I decide to fulfill them, is it's getting late at night and I'm you know, up, you know, in, you know, let's say it's maybe 11 o'clock at night and I'll start a movie like this. So if I'm too comfortable, then I kind of doze off and then I kind of come back into consciousness. And so it's not really the best way to watch movies because you don't retain a lot of the details. And that's kind of where I'm at with Escape from New York. I remember I liked it. I remember it was, you know, a you know, nice action flick. And I liked the, you know, the characters that were involved. And I love the premise of it. You know, I'm, I'm actually into, uh, or I was into uh, the Xbox games of Arkham, the Arkham games. And there was this one where um, there was like an Arkham City. So there was a whole section of... Um, 
Gotham City that has been roped off that, you know, is the, the criminals are, um, you know, you know, that they run that whole section of the city because it's been walled, walled off and it's just, uh, they're held at bay by guards and big walls. So much like this escape from New York thing. Uh, and, uh, so it had the same kind of vibe to it. You know, you go in as Bruce Wayne and you, you know, you're, you have like a mission that you've got to accomplish much like snake did. Uh, you know, of course being Batman. Um, so that, um, so that played well, that played, you know, that was a, a fun game, Arkham city. Uh, and so having played that from before, but then seeing this movie now, I see that there's a lot of those shared elements of kind of what was going on. Um, it works well. It works well for an action or a, a action movie or a game, uh, you know, as a premise. Um, and I love the games that are like open world where you have like a whole, like, you know, in this case city to explore. Uh, and I've done that with like the, uh, Assassin's Creed games, love the open world concept. Uh, and so escape from New York actually would play well into that same kind of genre. You know, why, why haven't they made a, uh, a video game like that where you can, you know, you're, you have that whole Island of Manhattan, you know, that are, um, uh, you know, taken over by criminals and you have a mission that you've got to save like the president, but you have that open world concept of interacting with all the different criminals and you yourself are playing an anti-hero. Um, I think that would be fun. I, I would, I would totally play a game where I was Snake Plissken and, you know, had an open world concept like that with, you know, really cool ass graphics. Um, but anyway, I digress. Like I said, I told you about the movie. Um, you know, the reason why I probably don't remember a ton of detail about it other than remembering I liked it. Um, you know, in... In hindsight, what I probably should have done was try to watch this, you know, maybe, you know, two, three weeks ago, and then I would be able to retain more of the storyline and go, yeah, you know, I remember this and I remember that. Um, but it's been too long. You know, too much time has passed. Uh, and like I said, it's one of those things where I was probably on the couch, blanket on, dozing off. And that seems to be my evenings on Friday, Saturday nights, where I'm, you know, after whatever activity is we have for the day, you know, I'll stay up and watch like a movie or like some TV show that I'm binging. Um, and so actually just last night I had restarted watching uh, Cobra Kai. So I was watching episode one of Cobra Kai and got myself jazzed about watching that again. I'm really excited to see what they do with season three. But let's not go there. Um, I should do the same thing for Stranger Things. God, I love that show too. Anyway, let's not go down that road. Uh, Escape from New York. Um, like I said, wish I had more details to uh, to share about the movie. Um, yeah, other than just saying that Kurt Russell is a badass. I, 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 I think I'm doing some injustice here. I think that, that I should have a lot more to share about this movie. 
maybe I should have sought out a co-host on this one to uh, kind of expand and, you know, add more flavor into it. Um, but I didn't. I'm a slacker. And I, um, you know, it's one of those things where I I have the best of, best of intentions with this movie uh, list, but uh, sometimes, you know, because what I want to do is record these things in sequence and then based on, you know, not like spending a lot of time to schedule things, then I end up doing things solo like this and then rambling about why I haven't seen a movie up until just this year. Um, but, you know, with all the lockdown stuff, you know, and the, the COVID stuff and the social distancing, this is actually, you know, uh, a great way to get caught up on some movies that I haven't seen. Uh, and yeah, there's going to be a couple more of those that come along the line on this list, but I, I think I'm starting to turn the, turn the point of where most of the movies I've seen now. Um, and I'm happy to report that. I mean, there's a few of them that, you know, I have looked further on the list and going, uh Oh, when I get to that, I'll have to explain why I haven't seen it, but yeah, they, uh, hopefully those are going to be a lot less frequent as, you know, before we got to this point. Um, so, with all of that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. We're going to put a little bow on this. We're going to go ahead and say it's done. Uh, yeah, poke that fork in me. I'm done. Uh, so, this is me reminding you we have a website out there that's bonsairetroclub.com. Uh, so, go out there, check out our happy links, and that'll get you to a page that's about Team Bonsai and you'll get all our social media links. So go out there, follow us and do all that good to good jazz. Uh, if you get a chance to write a review or follow us on any of those social media uh, activities, we would definitely appreciate that. Uh, the review part, subscribe to the podcast uh, would definitely be something that uh, you know would be great. Uh, if you want to drop us an email, that's mcfly at bonsairetroclub.com. Now, with all that being said, I just want to remind everybody, please be excellent to each other. And since we have no idea when you're going to listen to this, have a good whatever. Bye-bye. This has been a Bonsai Retro Club. Production. Banzai, Daniel Zan. Hey, Banzai. 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 Banzai.